Welcome to the Callaway Golf Podcast, part of the Callaway Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jeff Newbarth. Good morning. Happy Thursday, everybody. Right early out here on the West Coast, Del Mar, California, but happy to be joined from Jacksonville, Florida, by one of the rookies on RPJ Tour staff who was having a great season up until we had a little uh, delay in, in what looks like uh, we're going to try to get back out there in another month and finish. But Sebastian Kaplan, welcome to uh, the Callaway Golf Podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Well, we have lots of questions that we want to ask you. And of course, we want to hear from you guys, whether it's on Facebook, on uh, Twitter, and on YouTube. Uh, Jen, Josh, and Matt are working in the background and can take your questions, put them on a screen here, and then I will ask them to Sebastian. And of course, we ask you to subscribe, rate, and review the Callaway Golf Podcast and listen to all the podcasts on the Callaway Golf Podcast Network. All right, got all that out of the way. Um, so tell me what you've been doing, Sebastian, kind of since uh, the players have been canceled. We saw you players week we were shooting some content and you came over and, and shot some stuff with us uh, what have you been up to since well um been practicing a little bit here and there and then as we kind of got a feel for how long this was going to take it seemed like a good idea to take a little bit of time off honestly um, which has felt good but weather's been great here in florida which has been very fortunate um, in where we live so taking a little bit of time off but i'm back on uh, full throttle now uh, trying to get ready for the tour to start back up with the plans that they've put in place, which, which looks good. So we're excited to get get back on. Yeah, it was reported Rex Hoggard at GolfChannel.com uh, kind of produced the memo that you guys got. Have you been pleased with some of the communications and with the plans that you've seen in place? Because, look, the, the safety is going to be the first priority, uh, even if it means certain things that you would take for granted in a normal tour event just don't happen anymore because of safety. Are you pleased with the tour's handling of this so far? I think they've done as good a job as anyone could have done, really. Um, obviously, being right here, close to everything, and they're sitting in the building right over here making the decisions, it's, you feel like you maybe would hear more. But they've been very consistent every week, coming out with, with some information and at least keeping us updated. Um, I know they've had their weekly um, PAC meetings, advisory board meetings, and all those things to, to move forward with everything. And I can only imagine how much effort and work has gone into to taking care of events, sponsors, partners, all kinds of things. Um, so in this little, I mean, the comprehensive plan to back to work, I think that it's going to work because as much work as you really put into it, you just never know. Um, there's still going to be unknown factors that we have to have to kind of go along with on uh, along the way when when we're in the moment, but it seems like there's a good framework laid out to, to succeed. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you know, one thing I think that's been proven in, in, in your young career so far is you've been able to kind of adapt and, and rise to moments. I want to go back to uh, your web.com debut. You Monday qualify, and then you go out there and win. Tell me about that week. That was a very surrealistic week because um, just coming out of college, it's really all you knew. Uh, I had no idea what pro golf was about. Um, so from my perspective, I literally just – I had just lost in a playoff to get into the U.S. Open the week before. So that's really where I was, where my mind was. And I was like, okay, if there's this money qualifier I can go. We can drive to it. So let's just go do it. I did it with one of my friends. And we were like, okay, if one makes it in, the other doesn't we caddy for each other and he stuck to the deal and then we won the tournament together. So that was, we went from zero to a hundred really quickly. 
Yeah, and that got you your web.com tour card. Uh, and then you proceeded to uh, win a second time out on the, on the web uh, a little bit later at the Rex, uh, the Rex, whatever that tournament's called, Rex Hospital. Uh, and then you made it yes. to the PGA Tour. Um, and then, you know, your, your rookie season. Talk to me about what it's like being a rookie on, on the PGA Tour, because it's gotta, there's got to be a couple moments where you're just like, really, I'm, I'm next to that dude, or I'm playing in the same event as that guy? It's got to be crazy. Yeah, it, for sure. At that moment for me was probably the Farmers Insurance turn, uh, Championship this year uh, at Tour Pines, where you really, I mean, I think that was the first tournament where Tiger was at that I played in, yeah. and it's just electric when he's there. And I was fortunate enough to play decent and I was behind him on Sunday. And when you're not in his group and the eyes are not on you, it's just, you feel like you're not there, but it's crazy. Everyone's running around and they have one, it's tunnel, tunnel vision towards Tiger's group, but it's cool and it's, it's special to be part of. And it, it makes everything better. Either. Yeah, shout out to our guy, Jason Finley, uh, who runs our, our golf ball marketing. Jason uh, is a big supporter of the Boys and Girls Club. So on Sunday of Tory, a group of us always play the north course while you guys are on the south course, which always makes it really hard for us on the 10th hole because the last thing we want to do is hook it towards one and kind of get in your guys' way. Um, but we always go to the 15th hole um, to a little, a little area to watch you guys finish after we're done because we go off at literally at first light. And yeah. I saw Tiger probably, you could tell when he was on 11, 12, kind of on that little peninsula, because um, you just see this mass of people. And then when he comes you know, through the hole, it's, it's, it's just absolutely, absolutely insane. And we stayed all the way through the last group uh, and saw Leishman make an amazing up and down there at, at 15. You're right, it's just definitely a different atmosphere. Let me get to some questions that uh, some of sure. our fans have for you. Uh, Brendan wants to know, what's your go-to song on the piano? Go to probably has to do with classic rock, like playing "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey or "Sister Christian" by Night Ranger. Um, those types of songs are, I don't know, even "I Would Do Anything for Love." There's just well, that's great piano intros. I like to just kind of mm -hmm. learn the intros, and then most of those songs are some fairly simple riffs when it comes to the verses and the choruses. But I try to, I always have some go to with good in, piano intros or standout pieces that has piano as a standout instrument. All right. Well, we're going to try to convince you to walk over there before we're done with this podcast. But both of those songs you picked, the first two, you got to have the really, really high octaves in the voice. There's no way I can't get anywhere close to, to, to Journey or, or, or Night Ranger. That's why I play and not sing. <laughs> oh, okay. I was trying to figure that part out. Uh, Grant wants to know, uh, growing up or, or even as competitive uh, as when you got to college area, did you play other sports or, or when did you lock into golf? Yeah, I played, um, I played soccer, honestly, growing up. Um, I'm from a big soccer background. My dad played soccer for 10 plus years. I was a professional and was part of the national team in Denmark for a couple of years. Um, so growing up, me and my brother, two years apart, we played soccer every day. It's all we knew. And then it was really my grandpa that kind of introduced me to, uh, to the golf world. And I really loved that too. And then when I became a teenager, 13, I kind of felt like, oh, I need to be able to create my own success, but also be responsible for my own failure. So golf kind of took over as an individual sport. Um, I hated playing soccer and playing well, and then we still lost didn't work for me at that time. Um, but yeah, yeah, my, that was my, really my, the, my, the change. Yeah, my 14-year-old's a keeper. 
And it's crazy because he's never let in a goal that's been his fault. It's always the defender messed up or the midfielder messed oh, up yeah. or something else. So it's that I try to tell him on golf, are you going to blame for that, for that bad swing? Uh, Kyle wants to know, do you still get nervous out there? And then Ben has a follow-up to it. Is there a pro you haven't met yet that you would like to? I think those kind of go together, right? Because I don't think it's nerves as much as it's kind of excitement in some of these situations. But who haven't you met? Who haven't I met? Um, yeah. I haven't really met DJ or Spieth uh, up close. Um, I mean, meet, is that having a conversation with and they would remember my name? If we talk in that sense, there's quite know. a few guys. But um, yeah. I mean, I was maybe, maybe, what, to, maybe get paired with. Maybe who, who would you want to get paired with if you haven't been paired with yet? I would like to pair get paired with Rory at some point. Rory and Speed would be a great, uh, great group, I think. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Obviously, uh, Tom wants. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, yeah. Tom wants to know when did you know you were good enough to compete at the highest level? What was that moment? Um, I don't know if there was one moment. It, it, I think if I have to pick one moment. I think it was when I won the SEC individual championship in as a junior in college. Because some of those names that are on that leaderboard now, mm -hmm. I mean, that's looking back, obviously. But when I won that, I knew SEC schools were good golf schools. Alabama, Georgia, Florida, those are all schools that, I mean, you're almost guaranteed every year, every senior class is going to have some player that makes it to the PGA Tour or something like that. Um, so that was kind of when I felt like, okay, these guys are probably a lot of the guys that I'm going to have to compete with going forward. So the fact that I can win, beat them now, I should be able to beat them in five years if I keep doing the right things. Um, but other than that, just my college career in general, I felt like I was in a really good environment and I was able to perform every year. Um, that kind of reassured me that all the players that we played a lot of tough fields, um, the strong tournaments in college, that I kind of reassured me that, okay, we, I, this is it's going to sound wrong, but it's not as hard as it seems. If you're there and you're competing with these guys that you know you're going to compete with for the rest of your life, then you kind of reassure yourself that if I could just continue to do the right things, then it's just a matter of time, really. Um, at an SEC school, football's probably pretty important there. Tell me the 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 what was the strangest thing, you know, coming from Denmark to – to, to Fayetteville, Arkansas, and going into that football stadium and seeing like an Alabama or an LSU or an Ole Miss or someone roll in there and be like, whoa, these people are a little fired up about this. Yeah, it, no, it's crazy how the atmosphere is because it's completely different from going into like a soccer game in Europe. And then the fact that it's like this whole school sports system um, is unlike anything because we don't, I've never seen that before, before coming to the States. But it was super cool because everyone's into it and then you have the school it's kind of its own little world and it makes perfect sense and it works. Like I, I'm a big fan of it. And I absolutely, I mean, I fell in love with it obviously and still live here uh, because I love the, the, the States, but the whole college atmosphere and, and experience was one of a kind. And I get why people say they want to go back to their college days. Yeah, totally. Everyone does. Uh, Jaden Friedman on YouTube wants to know, what do you think of when you're teeing off on the first hole of a tournament to get over nerves? Everyone's asking about your nerves. I don't know what's going on here, people. Uh, also, what do you do to get over a bad shot or a mistake? Come on, Jaden, let's have something positive. <laughs> um, 
honestly, the first tee shot, I think mostly rhythm is number one key, I think. And if you can tell yourself that you don't win the golf tournament on the first, even the first 18 or the first nine holes, I think it takes a lot of pressure off. So convincing yourself that is probably a key, but if you have a good warm-up routine, you kind of get in the zone. You just don't really talk to anyone. Just go to the tee and just stay in your bubble. It be kind of it, like over time, it becomes that routine where you it doesn't really nothing really affects you. You you know this is what you're doing. You go here, you hit a few putts, you finish with making three putts, and you feel good. And you go to the tee and you just feel the rhythm, rip it. Yeah, I think that's that's what people don't get is that golfers are such you know creatures of habit you guys have your routines and sometimes those routines just make it this is the next thing you have to do and that's where i think this has been so challenging for you guys is is not knowing when you're coming back not knowing when to start practicing um has that been an issue for you in terms of uh like have you learned any new songs on the piano because we're going to get over there shortly anything you know you've you've been taking this time to to improve on what about cooking anything cooking oh yeah for sure Baking. What's been the best part? What's of, been the uh, best quarantine meal? Yeah, tell me about the best quarantine meal or baking. Best quarantine meal. Um, yeah. Baking. I've gotten a lot into bread making, which I feel like I'm starting to get have it down now. I've had some success and some failures, but that's expected, nice. I think. Um, but no, I've started to use the sourdough and let it rise overnight in the fridge. Come out, let it rise again about three hours on the counter and then pop it on the pizza stone in the oven and then about an hour and 10 minutes and it's good to go nice yeah the, again the quarantine cooking has been fun yeah exactly exactly yeah. it's like you're scheduling your tea time is waking yep. up i've been it, it's funny i've been trying to still do the same things i do uh when i go to the office is get up at the same time um you know kind of actually dress like i would dress for work other than slippers um and, and try to keep the routine the same. All right, Zach wants to know, what are your Maverick driver specs? Um, I think this is, I should know this right off like that, right? But it's- You, know uh, you have people whose job it is to know the, that for you. It's the, yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's the, I have a 9.5 triple diamond mm-hmm. um, with, I have it N plus one, on the hosel, so add in a little bit of loft, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, plus one. The, plus one jacks to loft up a little bit. Yeah, um, with a black Oban Kiyoshi shaft. Nice. People love going through all the specs of your guys' bags. I think it's one of the most fun things um, that you guys can do. Um, which courses on the PGA Tour set up well for you? What are some ones that you go in there like with a little extra energy? Cause you're like, I got this thing. I honestly, um, Houston, I think I've like, we played that course through college. Um, mm-hmm. that course I think sets up well for me. It's fairly, it's a longer golf course. Um, with, if you have the length, the par fives become very playable and birdieable. So that course I've always thought sets up well for me. Um, Sea Island. Well, yeah, you Again. won the SEC championship there. Yes, I love that golf course. Um, great layout. I love the resorts. <laughs> That's one of the great steakhouses. That Colton Allison Steakhouse is one of the great steakhouses in the country. It is incredible. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, that, that's what I would look at. I would go with all the food cities. So you'd have to add New Orleans to it. 
Because if you're well fed and you feel good, then you're going to play better. I would easily jump on that wagon. Yeah. So this is where I think me and you get along because we both like food. All right. Hey, uh, this would have been PGA Championship Week, which would have been in a great food city in San Francisco. So how about some appropriately themed trivia? All right. I got a question for you, Sebastian, putting you on the spot. One player has made more than 250 birdies at the PGA Championship since 2000. Can you name them? Since 2000. Yeah. I feel like this is a trick question because it's very easy to say Tiger. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. All right. Well, you're wrong. It's Phil Mickelson. Uh, but if you like golf trivia like this, we've got something for you today at 6.30 Eastern, 3.30 out here on the West Coast. We partnered with FanBeat once again for a 10-minute live trivia game, Maverick Majors Trivia. Even without the majors, we're still doing the majors trivia. Here's the best part. If you liked what Sebastian just said about a Maverick driver with an Oban shaft set at plus one, you can win a Maverick driver. You can win a Jaws wedge. You can win Chrome Soft golf balls and more. We did this in April and people loved it, so we're doing it again today at 6.30 Eastern, 3.30. Go to fanbeat.com slash Callaway, F-A-N-B-E-A-T. Do I have to spell the rest of it? D-O-T-C-O-M-C-A-L-L-A-Y. Because uh, you want to answer the first question ahead of time. Uh, and be ready for the 10-minute live trivia game at 6.30. So I don't know what you're doing, Sebastian, at 6.30, but I know at 3.30 like my time. click here to get there or something? You know, I, I'm not going to. You know what, Jen, let's, uh, Jen and Matt, let's put a link in, in the bio for the pod uh, on today, at least for people to do that. But go play it. It's been super fun. We had tons of people playing last time. Look, you can win a new driver. You can win a wedge. You can win golf balls. Who doesn't want that? I mean, you probably don't because you get them, but the rest of us want it. So, all right, a couple more questions for you, then I'm going to try to talk you into the piano. Um, all right, let me go back to our list of questions here. What is your favorite Danish uh, dish? And then someone else wants to know your favorite Danish golf course. Well, favorite Danish golf, I'm going to start with the golf course. Okay. That I have played is Silkeborg. It's where they played the Made in Denmark tournament, I believe, last year. Mm -hmm. um, that golf course has always been incredible. Tall pine trees, tree line. Um, but the courses that I haven't played, and I think, of course, that's going to be my favorite. It's going to be the new golf course, Great Northern, that has been featured actually on U.S. So, uh, golf in, uh, social media accounts and stuff. They have it has a very unique 18th hole with an island green par five, and it's one of a kind facility in Denmark. Um, one of very few, um, and I think it's, a, I actually believe it's a Nicholas design. Nice, sounds like uh, we need to make a trip over there, and let's go to the, what, what, are, what are we yeah. eating when we go over there? Well, one of my favorite things is the, the cold table, that's smorgasbrug. Okay, um, describe that to people who don't know what's in there. It's, I mean, the base is always a, a Danish rye bread, so not an American rye bread, which has fennel in it, it's a dark rye bread the base and then it's basically an open face sandwich it can be herring pickled herring with some sort of um stuff on top or it can be a pan fried fish with a remoulade and tomatoes it can be like a roast beef with a remoulade and fried onions it's really it's it's just what your imagination can come up with really i see my my go-to danish dish is something i grew up eating a lot of fricadella which uh my parents my my parents didn't tell me it was veal. Uh, I just thought it was eating a meatball, but it had that, that beautiful kind of like mustardy 
kind of sauce on the side of it and some cabbage and, and a little bit of potatoes. It was one of my favorite dishes. Still is. We, we make that a lot, actually. It's one of our go-to Do things. you really? Yeah, make right, it. Well, well, do me a favor. I don't know how to make it. So if you don't mind, send me a message after we're done with this and give me a recipe because uh, I have sure. time and I have the, sure. <laughs> the ability to cook. All right. I got two more questions for you Then I'm going to try to talk you into playing. Um, who is your perfect golf foursome? I know you mentioned uh, Rory and, and Spieth, but uh, you could either pick them or you could go somewhere else. If you're playing a foursome and you get to invite anybody you want, uh, besides those of us on the podcast with you, who would you like to have in that group? Um, can it, dead or alive? Sure. We're, we're making it up the rules as we go. All right. Because I, I don't think they're necessarily be golfers. Do they have to be golfers? They do not have to be golfers. I think uh, I think it would probably be um, Tom Brady, Kobe Bryant. Um, I don't know. Last one's tough. Probably um, probably Sebastian Vettel, Formula One driver. Oh, newly unemployed Formula One driver, so he has time to play some golf. Yep, I agree. Did you see the breaking news today that they've named his his or his replacement's going to be named today, and then the person who's replacing him also got replaced today? It's been a crazy day in Formula One. Actually, I haven't seen those news. I haven't caught up with anything today. All right, well, I won't break it for you. I won't spoil it for you. But uh, right, a lot I'm of movement. A lot of movement. For, who's your Who's your Formula One team and and driver that you follow? Well, obviously, I've always I loved when uh, Leclerc switched to Formula to Ferrari. So that was yeah. my dream team with with Fettel and Leclerc. Um, yeah. But Red Bull is entertaining. It's just entertaining to watch. Yeah, yeah, they always are kind of fun. I I tell everybody, and I've said it probably ten times on this pod. Um, if you haven't watched the Drive to Survive series on Netflix, there's two seasons of it so far. It's basically a hard knocks version of of Formula One. Um, I, I've I've struggled a little bit because I love Danny Ricardo just as a person. Um, yeah. And I didn't love his move to Renault. And um, I was really hoping he would go to fill that open seat. And he didn't, uh, which kind of bummed me out because him and Leclerc would have been, for me, a, a pretty awesome team to root for. But because uh, be uh, cool. our, our buddy Francesco Molinari, who's done the pod a couple times, uh, told me I have to root for Ferrari or I can't talk to him anymore. So he didn't. He he kind of didn't give me a choice. All right. Um, let me see if I can convince you to walk over to uh, to the piano. Um, and do you mind, do you mind playing a little bit of I'll something try. for us and then we'll let you go? All right. Am I good? I'm going to have to check with everyone. Yeah. Am I good to play the piano for a minute? Doug? I mean, you're not going to wake anyone up with the piano, are you? No, but we have like people working around the house on different Zoom calls oh. and stuff everywhere. <laughs> oh, 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 right. See, that's, that's we part have of work from home, right? Okay. We have good. doors. All right, so why don't you tell us what you're going to play a little bit of, and then uh, I'll let you take it away. I'm going to show you here. Wow, look at this. I'm curious. I'm, I need to see if you can hear this, because it's going through my AirPods. Okay. Can you can you hear this? Oh, yeah. You yeah, can hear we're hearing you good. Yeah, for sure. All right. Nice. Now you don't sing it. Nope.
What's the hardest song you've learned on the piano? Hardest song? I actually knew um, the Maybelline Rack, Scott Choplin or whatever. For I knew oh. that whole song for a while, but I don't know very much of it anymore. So what, what, what got you into piano? What was the inspiration? Um, I grew up um, going, well, I went to school early, first through seventh grade, um, a Waldorf school where they literally forced instruments on us. We were required to play uh, instruments starting in third grade. Um, so I think that really opened up the musical side of me. Um, we already ha always had an, a piano in our house growing up and my mom played a little bit uh, when I was a kid. And I would, obviously when there's a piano there, it's easy enough to go hammer on it as a little kid and it sounds great, but for everyone else it sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> I think the piano slowly came along with playing other instruments and realizing the piano was the full, full sound, um, more complex and able to do a lot more things at once. Yeah, makes sense. All right, why don't you hit one more song for us? Uh, I'll let you pick it because if I request something, you may not know it, and that would be awkward. What? No, why don't you request something? Uh, can you play anything by Queen? You said you like classic rock, trying to stay in your wheelhouse. Nice. That's very good. I'm I'm impressed. So you know what you could do? You know what you could do is when the tour comes back and you guys are all stuck in the same hotel and everyone's tired of staring at each other, just walk on over to the piano, right? Start playing, put a little jar out there, and I think you, you'd do quite well. Well, we actually, the tournament in uh, New York that we played on a Corn Ferry tour, the resort there, there was a piano in the lobby, and we have spent nice. some hours there before, <laughs> mostly awesome. on Sunday. It was great last year, Sunday night, when Ryan won, and we were kind of down there for a few hours with a couple of drinks and the piano. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, why don't you do that again? Why don't you go win one of these next couple tournaments, and then if you guys are all waiting for the charter to go play to, place to place, you can entertain everyone with the piano. Sure. You. All right. Well, Sebastian Kaplan, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us on the Callaway Golf Podcast. Next week, uh, we have a pretty crazy week. We're going to do three pods. Two we're going to be able to announce. Uh, one we're not going to, uh, but it'll be a, a, an announcement coming later in the week. We have Jamie Lovemark uh, coming on on Monday, I believe. It's going to be Monday morning. And then we have JJ Spawn. Um, we're going to talk skateboarding with JJ Spawn. We're going to talk cars with JJ Spawn. Um, he's one of the great players. Have you ever played any any golf with JJ yet, uh, Sebastian? I have, but not in a while. Um, yeah. I think we played a couple of times on the Corn Ferry Tour back in 15, something yeah. like that. Yeah, he's actually playing in the, uh, the Scottsdale Open right now um, at a talking stick. Uh, Colt Nost was, uh, was in the league, recently retired Colt Nost, shot nine under up to the first round. 
Uh, it's kind of fun to see guys get out there and play. Those will be podcasts next week. Uh, of course, we'll fitting room on Monday. We'll have girls and golf next Wednesday. And I'm looking forward to Sebastian sending probably through Bjorn a recipe for me to make some fricadella. And I'll do that and I'll, uh, I'll send you the, the, the results and see how we do. So thanks again for joining us. Thanks everybody for watching and listening. And we will see you next time on the Callaway Golf Podcast. Thank you.